Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt podcast. And I'm sitting here at the Total Archery Challenge. It's uh, a little foggy this morning. I'm sitting here with Ryan Silver from G5. Yep, that's me. How y'all doing? You? Yep. So, Ryan, what what brings you to, to wonderful Pennsylvania? <clears throat> well, uh, we've been doing the Total Archery Challenge since it started. And uh, this event is... is is one of the good ones it's really packed and and we love coming out here and showing everybody the new product and and keeping everything uh a fun out here and that's yeah. the key it's keeping it fun and keeping it real real yeah. bow hunters with real fun stories yes that's definitely. the best part about it listen to all the great stories out there you know? oh yeah did you uh did you get a chance to shoot anything at the event or you not this one i usually do but we only had a couple of guys we were able to bring so we had to kind of stay with the booth and yeah but yeah, I shot it last year. It was it was a great time. You know, yeah, it's always seems to be raining out here at some point, so it's a little slick, and you got to. Yeah. But you know, hunters hunting the rain, right? Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah and it's always uh, pretty humid and um, rain all over the place. But um, the prime course specifically that that you guys sponsor here is one of the tougher ones, that's for sure. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they got some long bombs out there, man. Yeah, 100 plus yards. So I mean, that's the you got to be prepared. You got to get make sure you got a hundred yard pin. Good for the the archery shop's arrow sales. Yeah, yeah, they do pretty good selling <laughs> arrows here. A lot of lost arrows. In fact, Sean will will uh, clear the course and they pick up every every ounce of litter out there, including all the arrows. And he'll take a picture at the end of it, and there'll be a whole pickup truck bed full of broken arrows. Oh, I can imagine. There, there's one tree specifically that we saw yesterday. I shot the, the second course. I broke away for a little bit, and there was it was just stacked right down the, the center of the tree. Yep. There was just arrows upon yep. arrows upon arrows. It's hilarious. And it was funny. But the prime course, that one's it's spread out over miles, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long hike. I don't know how big he's got it this time, but last time it was about a four-mile four mile trek yeah to get through it you know i mean to get up there get through it and get back it was it was a long one i mean you gotta yeah. you gotta be ready to put your comfy shoes on and get your backpack lots of water because yeah. it's a little warm but uh that's it. It, it, it it's called the challenge the total archery challenge it is for a reason <laughs> yeah it's tough it's and quite the challenge yeah put you outside your comfort zone which yeah, are, are you going to take, you know, a 120-yard shot? I hope not. No, no, but, but, you know, it's it's fun to try it, you know. Yeah. And you'd never do something like that on an animal, but that's why they do it here. Yeah, and and it also, farther out you practice, it makes the closer ones seem like chip shots. That's right, that's right? right. You get out to 80 yards, you feel comfortable there, a 20-yard shot is a chip shot. Yes, Simple. exactly, because every, everything you do at 80 yards, every little movement, every little change, you could really, it, it could mess up. You know, you'll notice that you'll you'll be off by a foot or two. That's Where right. At Twenty yards, you have bad form or do something you might not notice. Just a few um, inches, you'll yeah. be off. But you know, you multiply that by three or four, you're off a foot. You know, this helps you become an overall, you know, better shooter there. That's right. So since you guys are here um, with G5, what what exactly are, are you bringing to the table? Um, at your booth, I know you have a lot of prime bows up here for people to shoot. Yep, we bring a product, just demo it out, let them shoot it. We have this uh, uh, 
thing called the 22nd challenge and what we're trying to do there is show the stability on our new bow with the synergy technology in it and uh, put a laser on the end of an arrow and you try and uh, score as many points as you can by keeping that laser in the center of the target and uh, you could really see the difference between a lot of different bows but our bow just seems to balance a lot better so and that's what we're trying to show we're trying to show the benefits of having a center balanced riser and just an overall well-balanced bow okay so this uh, this past year, it was the first year that I decided to shoot a prime. So I, I'm currently set up with the Logic, and um, which is your newest bow that came out this year. Um, first time using the split limb design. So this bow, I'm just gonna give a little bit of a, a personal, you know, kind of story here. I, I've shot another company, um, and Matthews for the last 15 years or so, and. I love their bows. I have zero, you know, really complaints there. Besides, it, it just, it seemed a little top heavy for me. I was having trouble keeping that, you know, pin on site. I've, you know, I've made it work, but I, coming into this year, I said, I need to have an open mind. I'm going to the shop. I'm going to shoot every single bow that we have and see what fits me the best, what goes on. So, I went through all the bows. I shot all the major bow brands and ended up ended up grabbing the logic in my hand, pulled back, and right away I noticed that my target acquisition was quick. I was there and I was able to hold it steady. So there's two things that, that I attribute to me really liking that was the, the center grip. So basically the grip's like it sounds right in the center of the bow. And uh, so the waist distributed a lot more even especially at full draw you can feel it yes you don't have to put as much uh, stabilizer weight on the bottom half of the bow just to balance out the top half of the bow and uh, it really gets you on target we have a 31 that logic is a 31 inch axle axle so it's a little bit easier to maneuver but that that was the key is quick acquire it was trying to acquire the target fast and be really steady and stay on that target as long because you never know i mean sometimes you only get a couple of seconds to get that draw and get that pin on them and get that shot you know not all the time the dirt the deer stands exactly where you want it to or turns broadside like you're hoping it to sometimes those windows of opportunity close very very quickly yeah definitely and uh so with so it's basically a hunter specific bow i mean yeah. it, it's meant for a hunter yep and that's that's what that's what i love about it i'm a hunter i shoot 3d i shoot you know targets to get better but it's for one end goal in mind is to hunt that's right and that's that's what's pretty pretty cool about it so and not to mention the other thing that drew me to it was the the two-year warranty on so yeah, you want to go into that we have back? we have we believe is one of the best warranties on the market so every two years you, you get free strings for the life of the bow for if you're the owner of the bow you have to be the original owner but yeah you register your bow and every two years you get strings for life we also have other warranty you know rush shipping um i mean the whole bow is covered on warranty if there's ever any problems or and most of the time we cover a lot of accidents too you know so we've covered people who dropped it out of the tree stand we've you know covered people who dry fired their bow even though we're not supposed to we sometimes do just, yeah just because we're trying to be the best we can for the people we we create the bows to 
take the problems away from them and put it on us. Yeah. And that's the key. And we don't want to put our problems on the consumer. We want to put their problems on us and fix those problems. So that goes with the warranty, the design of the bow, you know, and even the price point. You know, we're not trying to, we put a lot of extra effort into creating these bows, but we're not going to add three or $400 into that. We're going to keep it at a $1,000 bow. That's where everybody else is, maybe 1100 bucks because of the materials we use. But but that's, that's the key. We design our products to solve problems. That's yeah. where the parallel cam came from. The cam lean problem was an issue. It was creating horrible knock travel. So when we hit the market, we did it with a parallel cam that practically eliminated the cam lean. And it, and it made the knock travel that much better. And then uh, we made really stiff risers. We used 7,000 series aluminum when we started it, which is a super stiff aluminum that most of the other companies were using 6,000 series aluminum. 6061, I believe. And, uh, you know, it's key for us. A, a real rigid riser doesn't flex a whole lot. And when it doesn't flex a whole lot, you get really straight knock travel. And then we graduated to a, an aluminum alloy that we created, a proprietary 82X aluminum, which not only is stiff, it's also super light. And it actually gives us the ability to control the flex of the riser. All risers flex. And now ours can flex in unison to keep that laser beam-like straight knock travel. Okay. And... The, the other thing that, that I wanted to talk about a little bit is your drawling-specific cams. Yeah, so what, so is, what does that do? The, we always made drawling-specific cams, and, you know, the, the parallel cams is one of the reasons why. Uh, we believe it's a benefit for you. That way, uh, each, each draw length is built specifically for itself, and you don't have a mod that can kind of... Because, you know, once you change draw lengths, a lot of things change. You know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, you go 26-inch draw length and a 29-inch draw length are going to act differently, especially if you're using the same cam to pull that draw length off. You know, so you, and what it really does for us, it keeps efficiency. So, I mean, we aren't the fastest bow in the world, but I tell you, at 27 inches or 28 inches, we're, we're comparable to every brand out there. You know, we only lose maybe six to eight feet per second per inch. And most companies are out there, you know, between 11 and 15 seconds per inch of draw length they lose. So you get down those lower draw lengths, we, we stay just as fast as all the other guys. Yeah. We don't concentrate on speed. We concentrate on knock travel. You know, our bows are fast enough. They do a great enough job. But that laser beam knock travel is really, really what we care about, making the bow easy to tune, easy to shoot, and just a fun experience. Yeah. And, and what... What I noticed, because I'm relatively short draw, my draw length is 27 and a half inches. So I compared my bows in the last couple of years that were at a higher IBO. So they're listed as, you know, in the 340s, you know, and the, what, what's the logic coming at? The logic's at 330. Okay, 330. So, you know, there's 12, 13 feet per second difference on paper. You go down to the once you get a hunting arrow in there, that's and right. And you that's get where the, everything changes. The draw length specific cams, mm -hmm. and that changes a lot of things. Yep. And so between my my last year's Halon Thirty Two and this Prime Logic, it was a wash as far as the feet per second change. Yeah, there wasn't I, any difference in that. It really does turn into that with the lower draw lengths. Like yeah. you have. So I mean, I mean, yeah, IBO. We're not the fastest bow, but you put a hunting arrow on it, you start to reduce your draw length size, and we can keep that speed up there. Yeah. Yep. Especially with that heavy arrow, putting that that superpower energy knockdown power downrange. Man. Heck yeah, that's what I. That's Especially what I you, like. you like that really heavy arrow. Yeah, so I, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like I like a heavy arrow and I like to you know throw them down there. Yeah. So I, I was excited for still keeping up that that same speed 
mm-hmm. um, out with that and having the you know the comfort and solid back wall and everything. That, yeah, that. that's a lot of people talk about our back wall and it. it's really really rock solid. Yeah. It really lets you kind of lean in there. You don't get any inconsistencies at your release point, and mm-hmm. you know we're we've got a famous back wall. Yeah, yeah, you do. You you even have the uh, opportunity to change that up a little bit, right? Yeah, there's uh, we offer cable stops and limb stops on there. So if you wanted a little bit of sponge on it, you can add both. Yeah, you can put the cable stop to get into that cable a bit, and then hit that hard back wall. You can eliminate the limb stops and just go with the spongy back wall. Yeah, or you can just have the limb stops, which is the preferred choice with a lot of people. They usually just run the limb stops and just get that really solid back wall. Yeah, yeah, that's so your choice. However you want it. Yeah, and that's awesome. It comes with all that. I'm yep. like, what is this bag full of stuff yeah. that it comes with? And that's what it ended up being. And I, I like the solid back wall. I've shot a spongy one my whole life. And it just felt like it made a difference for me. Yeah. And, and I like it. And it really does, depending on what kind of releases you shoot and what kind of, uh, you know, if you're using like a pull three, like a back tension or something, you know, a lot of guys want to use that sponge. That's why we keep the uh, option for the cable stops as well. But you know, it, it, it really tries to eliminate any inconsistencies in your anchor point. You know, if it's spongy, you're moving around back there, that that could cause problems. But, you know, if you're used to that and you like that and you shoot that, we still have it for you. Yeah. No, that's that that's awesome. So that's, uh, that's kind of what I wanted to cover about the bow there. But you guys also have a line that's not as expensive through Quest, correct? Yeah, our Quest line is a price point line, but it is made with the same engineers and the same idea of solving problems um our new bow that came out on the quest line is the quest thrive it's actually made with a prime rise riser so the rise was a two, uh not last year but the year prior it was still in the line last year but two years ago is when it came out uh it still has 82x aluminum so you're talking a thousand dollar bow riser on a six hundred dollar price point yeah. so i mean it's and it had our flux cams in it from the drive we had super smooth buttery smooth draw uh good efficiency 335 i believe was the IBO on that one so it, it still has the speed and it's a 33 inch axle to axle yeah and it's uh you know it's an all-around well-designed bow for 600 it's a thousand dollar bow at 650 bucks yeah you know that's that i i can't i remember when i shot it at ata i came up and handed it dustin yutz handed it to me yeah and he goes hey he goes shoot this i'm not gonna tell you anything about it i just want you to shoot it and give me your thoughts i was like that's an awesome bow he's like it's a quest and i was like really and he goes yes yeah, the new thrive he goes and the kicker is what the price point is yeah. he goes, what would you think then he said it was 650 bucks and you were like what yeah i was <laughs> like i can't believe that and it's just and, and i'm being completely honest for that price point of a bow to get that i would i would shoot i would be comfortable taking that out west and shooting that bow without an yeah, issue i almost traded in my prime i mean i don't <laughs> have to pay for bows so i yeah. still you know almost traded in a thousand dollar bow for a 650 dollar bow just because it was super smooth super easy to shoot it was yeah. awesome it's lots of fun bow yeah and uh so that that's what's that's what's awesome about it so okay so you have the you know the quest line and then you have the the prime line of g5 mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about g5 as a company so G5 came out uh, even 2000. It was way before my time of working there. I've been there for about six years now. But uh, they came out with uh, broadheads. Uh, we've been a manufacturing company for 60 years, family-owned. We've done a lot of machining parts, really precision stuff. In fact, most of the work that we get comes from the uh, 
the, the guys who don't want to do it because it's too difficult or, you know, the metal's too hard to machine or it's just too much time involved. That's the work that we've been getting uh, to do. We do a lot more than just archery stuff, too. We're, we're just a precision machining company. And uh, they came out with the broadheads in, in about 2000, 2001. And it, uh, I think it was the, the B-52, I believe, was the first one we came out with. And, uh, you know, and then, then they designed the Montech. And from that point on, that was our staple, the Montech. It's a solid, one-piece, monolithic broadhead. Yeah. And you could shoot that thing into a brick paver, pull it out, sharpen it, and kill some more deer with it. In yeah. fact, it kind of works against us because uh, you buy one pack, it lasts the whole year. You know, or even some multiple years. We've had pictures of guys that sent us the pictures of their eight, nine, ten deer they shot with one broadhead. Yeah. So, that, you know, it's awesome. It kind of sucks because, you know, it's like, well, buy another pack already, you know, but they don't <laughs> need to. So, yeah, that, uh, that head's been around for quite a while. Absolutely. It, Easy to sharpen. Yeah. Reusable. Super, super tough. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's awesome. And then, uh, so after the, uh, broadhead thing. We started making bows for a company called Ross, and uh, something happened to them, and we got stuck with a bunch of inventory. So what are we going to do? Well, let's put a brand on it, and that's when Quest was created. So they started making Quest bows out of the Ross inventory we had left over, and then just progressed from there for a few years, just trying to solve the problems in the archery in the bow world. And then uh, they wanted to get into making high-end technology, and we couldn't do that with the Quest brand because of that price point, so that's when Prime was invented. Okay. So we've been about eight years with Prime now, and uh, it's just, it, it's been every year we're trying to solve a problem that archers are having. And that's where the parallel cams came in. The Flexus cable guard was a great adjustable cable guard. And that helps, helps reduce the side load on your bow and, and reduce torque, which creates great straight knock travel. And then we came out with the center grip riser. And the center grip riser has changed everything for us. Uh, it's very, very difficult to do. It's nothing new. Uh, it's, it's, it's been around for a while. It's just hard to accomplish because if you don't use asymmetrical cams, you can't tune it. So a center grip riser has always been considered untunable. But because we are drawing specific cams, we were able to make asymmetrical cams okay you know so they're not the same size because the bottom takes up a little more than the top and that's just how you got to make it so we were able to create that because of the way we make our cams and make that you know easy to tune yeah and it's i don't know you have any problems tuning your logic no that yeah. it's it's in tune right now and it's yeah. uh they it's usually come straight. straight from the factory freshly yeah. tuned and, and in good position to get your stuff on it and get shooting bullet holes yeah it's it's flying straight as of yesterday you know <laughs> i i I, I only technically lost one arrow because a couple of people found two of them. <laughs> but that course, right? over 100 yards. Was it even your arrow they found? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter. We'll go with it. It's, it's mine, yeah. <laughs> no, it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm shooting at at longer ranges better than, than I ever have. And that's the key. We want to so. make it fun, and there's nothing more fun than hitting a piece of foam at 80 yards. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went it's to. It's a good feeling. I went to Utah last year, and I shot the uh, Sika course. And I shot the exotic course. And let me tell you something. You better be prepared for that one if you go out to the Snowbird because that is that is no nothing for the faint of heart. That yeah. Is, uh, that is a tough track, and it is super it's, – it's practically dangerous up there. And I'm not a heights guy, so it freaked me out big time. But I had a 99-yard shot on a Wolverine, which is about a two-foot piece of foam. And when I hit that, I actually hit it in the, in the vital score. I was the only one to score in my group on hitting that. That, that hooked me. Yeah. I was hooked. 
from that point. At 99 yards, I only had an 80-yard pin. I just yeah. had to aim really high and guess, and yeah. I, I stuck it. And I'm telling you, man, that hooked me. That got me all kinds of jacked up. So there ain't nothing more fun than hitting where you're aiming at 80-plus yards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that is that is cool. Yesterday, I remember a specific shot in the Sika course. There was a mule deer at 85 yards yeah. in between it. That's exactly how far I can go in my sight without connecting oh, with my air. Right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, it was perfect. And I, and I hit it right in the vitals. And as soon as I let that shot break, it just felt good. Yeah. And at that distance, you you're can watch watching it, it, just watching it, watching it, it drops right yeah. in. And you're like, it's just a good, warm, fuzzy feeling, man. It is. It is. And, and the one big thing is with me using the, the logic this year with the center grip, I don't have that big back bar stabilizer on there. I, I put it on at first and realized that it was unnecessary weight. Yeah. And for when I go out west and stuff, there's a, there's a balance between having weight because I like weight for stability, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted a middle ground. I didn't want, you know, well, I didn't want to put hiking, six ounces of weight off the back right. of my stabilizer. So. You're out west hiking all that. Every ounce counts, yeah. man. And not having to put all that extra weight on the bottom half to balance the bow out is a big deal for those guys out west. It is. It is. So I, I have a, just a small six-inch stabilizer in the front. And honestly, I think I could shoot it without a stabilizer. But I do. I don't yeah. use a stabilizer of mine. But I don't have a really heavy sight either. Some of these guys have a really long, heavy sight that's yeah. on the top half. So that's really the only thing you'd have to compensate for by putting weight on the bottom half is yeah. whatever weight you put on the top half. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a big spot hog on the top. So yeah. it, it does weigh Some a of those bit. big dials are pretty heavy. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, either way, though, it, it, uh, it's, it's been a game changer. But uh, going back a little bit to the, the company culture and G5. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, uh, we're a family-owned company. I mean, we're a tight-knit group. We don't have hundreds of employees. Uh, we have a, a great machine shop grew, crew that really kicks butt out there, and, and they do a great job. We have a small customer service that bends over backwards to help everybody we can. I mean, we, we really, really try hard in the customer service department. You know, we got a tiny little marketing department, which is me and one other guy pretty much. And, you know, we got a guy who runs our Target Pro staff, and we're just, we're a, we're a family. We're, we're not just a bunch of employees that see each other every now and then. We're a family. We hang out together. We do events together. I mean, here here I am living with these guys for four days, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I see them more than I see my family, which is sad, but that's life. Yeah. You know, but but as a company, we our goal is to solve problems. And, and like I said, is to, to bring those problems to us and not put them back on our customers. That's the one thing that I can't stand seeing is when companies decide to put their problems back onto the customer and they have to... You know, the customer's got to spend extra money to fix a problem that the, the either the bow or the broadheaded gave them, and that's just not fair. So we're doing everything we can to eliminate that problem. That's pretty much our culture is to, to do what we can for the consumer and get, get that stuff out there working the way it should work. And if it doesn't, I mean, our owners show up to shops. And they'll talk to the guys in the shop and ask them. And there isn't a whole lot of companies out there where owners actually walk into shops and, and meet these people and talk to them and, how, and are concerned for their livelihood. They want to know, how's the shop doing? How's the boat doing? What can you tell us that we could fix it? I mean, we have we summits. We have all kinds of meetings with our dealers just, just to get that feedback of what we could do to help them prosper. And that's yeah. what we're worried about. Yeah, no, that's... That's awesome, and the, and the one the one thing about that that's specific to the the audience here is, okay, so go, if the people that want to spend a lot of their money on you know trips and experiences, which I'm strong in believing, they want they want to buy a bow that's may last them a few years. You know, right. maybe they want to change it, maybe they don't. 
but you want to have a company that's going to back you yeah. from the standpoint of the customer service from you know just the overall company culture the getting the strings and cables or the strings right. every two years you know that's that's a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal to those type of people, and 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 I'm including myself in that to be to be a part of that, and and be able to pick up the phone and you know, talk to someone like you or someone else on your team, and that's that's going to personally help them out. You're not you're not calling, you know, a, a giant company that you're going through line after line after line. You never get anywhere with it. Yeah, we don't we don't have very many lines to get to. There's only yeah. like four of us in there anyway. So if, yeah. if you miss one, the next one, that's all that's left. So. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you will talk to a person, and that person will help you. We, uh, Jamie Vaughn is our our tech guy, and he he's he's an outstanding guy to talk to on the phone. And and like I said, he does everything allowed in his power to help you with it. Even he, even on the Quest line, uh, uh, we offer what's called Shot Coach. So you know, I mean, the Quest is a price point product, but there's a lot of beginners that come into the to the to archery and and they have form problems. So we actually offer. Uh, a thing called shot coach to where you could videotape yourself shooting and send it in and it's a free service that comes with a quest bow and we have tech jamie that'll analyze your footage and send back some ideas and actually little uh, you can draw right on it. it's like a telestrator you can draw right on it and he'll draw on it and tell you you need to you need to get your your elbow straight or, or you know you need to get your stance straight and and he'll help you become a better shot and that's that's just what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a great experience for the archer. Wow! No, I didn't. I didn't know that about that. Yeah. That aspect. Yeah, you'll see that. the hang tag on the bow. It's called Shot Coach, and it's uh, it's all run through our website to register into it. It's a very easy process, and then once you get a membership established through our website, you're you're good to go. You got a tech there that's going to analyze your shot. You get to personally call him and talk to him personally, and you know. And then uh, we even sometimes send it out to our pro shooters if if there's something there that we can't handle. So maybe some of our pro shooters can pick something out for them. Yeah, give them some pointers. And we send it back to the customer and say, well, why don't you give this a try? And next thing you know, they're grouping real tight at 40, 50 yards. Wow. Brand new guys. That, so. No, that's that's interesting. I, I didn't even know that, that you guys yeah. did that. It's kind of a new thing. We just started this year. Uh, we haven't advertised it total, really, really heavily yet. Uh, we're still working out the kinks in the infrastructure. But uh, that's the idea is to get guys to have better experience out there, have more fun shooting your bow, and tell your friends, and bring your family, and have a great time. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. That's exactly that's what, what we're all about. doing out here, man. Having a great time. Been here for three days. I haven't slept a whole lot. But uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you're having fun. Yeah. No, it's great group of people here I, I look forward to this event every year you know as a the last couple of years that uh that, that i met you here through the working at bucks and bows archery and um and just just meeting all these great people every single year and it's been it's awesome, awesome. man i mean some of the greatest stories you'll ever hear out here man you yeah. go and you could just jump in with a group of strangers that you don't even know by the second or third target they're like your brothers man yeah it's, and everybody's ragging on each other in a fun way and yeah you know it, it's it's a great time and the cool part about it is once you get out there it's not about what brand of bow you shoot it's about just having a good time and you know it's and maybe at first people are a little bit, you know, skeptical to go talk to these guys. But after day two, everybody's warm and tight, and it, and it's great. It's great. It's a good time. Yeah, I, I know. Like for, from these events specifically, the the one guy that's helping me out here, Brandon, he um, I, I met him at an event like this, a train to hunt event, but it's sure. something similar. Yes. It's the community. Everybody's together, and uh, 
and just randomly met him on the the 3d section we got partnered up and became friends and now he's up here helping me out from north carolina drove up here and it's just it's awesome that's it so what we got to do we got to pay it forward man get everybody together we're all the same same breed of beasts here it's in our nature to hunt it's in our human nature and if if we if we let it go away that chromosome in our body will be will be evolved away and next thing you know everything's going to be concrete and processed food and things like that and that's not what we are as human beings we are hunters and that's what we need to be doing we need to tell everybody they need to get out get their own meat hunt get back to your nature yeah yeah there's uh that that's for sure that's exactly right and this is the place where i think brings the right group of hunters together and and hopefully you know we can keep kind of spreading that positive it does positive positive yeah keep everything positive and keep everybody having fun and yeah and i'm telling you a lot of kids out here that's our future right there and it is and you know it's a good thing they're out here learning how to ethically hunt and how to keep nature where it needs to be respect the wilderness and and you know stay safe and you'd be surprised how much how much respect and and tact that kids will learn by hanging out with hunters of course that's it. You're a hundred percent right. And that's what, that's why we really need to, especially with how, um, to change gears just a little bit with how much we are open to social media and everything mm-hmm. else. Now we need to be you know, tactful with what we are that's putting right. out there and be respectful and show everyone who hunters truly are, you know, not, you know, not right. become a bad example. We're, in yeah. Any way. We're not evil people, man. We're, no. we're nice guys. And we love animals. We love animals. We, we love do. the way they taste. We love the way they look. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and we do everything we can to keep lots of them out there. You yeah. Know? And G5 is just trying to make some equipment that makes That's you. That's it. We don't kill yeah. them quicker. That's right. We want. We're trying to create an ethical kill for yeah. you, man. Make things pr- as simple and as easy as possible. And and the last thing you want to do is worry about your equipment, man. You got enough stuff worrying about when you're in the tree stand or when you're stalking a deer. If you got to worry about your equipment, uh, mm-hmm. that's just that's not going to w- go well. Yep, exactly. If you're going on a hunt of a lifetime and you're traveling, and and that may be something similar to that, like I do, as far as going to Colorado, just going basically camping taking a walk with your bow but that's uh, it yeah uh, you want you don't want something to fail that's you it. want something you can trust in that's the it. in the field i mean it is is nice getting a hike i mean that's what you do out there is you're hiking and you're yeah. enjoying nature but when it comes down to crunch time yeah. you can't be thinking about your bow exactly and then and even if that's you know if that's in pennsylvania you're hunting northern pennsylvania and and you go back you have a week off vacation to hunt the rut it's november 3rd something comes by you want something that's going to react when yep. it's 10 degrees out and be able to that's put the right. arrow where you want. That's right. It's uh, Those days are few and far between, you know, getting, being yeah. able to get out there and actually spend the time to go hunting. So yeah. you got to make the best of it. We have busy lives and got to make right. some time for it, right? That's right. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Well, do you have anything you want to add, Ryan? Uh, not really. I just want everybody to, to get a bow, go out there and shoot it, try it, have a great time. And it doesn't matter what brand you're shooting as long as you're shooting. Yeah. Well, where can we learn a little bit more about G5 and Prime? Uh, you go to our website, g5outdoors.com, or you can go to g5prime.com to learn about Prime Bows or questbowhunting.com. And uh, you can learn all about our products. And you can even just give us a call if you wanted to chat. I don't have the number right here. I'm the uh, marketing guy, not the customer <laughs> service guy. But it's on the website. Yeah. But, you know, they can I mean, find it. Yeah, we, it have, we have Google now. Yeah, that's right. Just Google it. You'll find it. <laughs> Awesome. So. Well, hey, thank you very much for coming on, and uh, absolutely we'll talk to you had soon. a blast. Anytime, man. All right.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.